welcome to Accessible Astrology. I am your host, psychotherapist, and astrologer, Eugenia Crock. In this podcast, I allow astrology to become accessible, to take astrology out of only the head and place it softly into our hearts. Astrology is nature. As the sun rises, so do we. When it is dark and cold outside, we hibernate. And in the middle of the night, with the moon full above, we howl. The ancients understood that the earth and that we as individuals are part of a great ecosystem of outer and inner space, both reflecting one another. However, when we truly understand astrology, we can use it in many harmful ways. With this knowledge, we have the power to hurt others and mostly ourselves. Here, we will learn the ethics of being an integral astrologer. We will learn how to use this information to benefit and heal from, not to live in fear of. And while astrology gives us the keys to the universe, our life is ultimately ours. We determine the fate of our destiny by choosing love, by choosing gratitude, by choosing honesty, by choosing faith. No matter the challenges or the rewards, the perspective of our lives is ours alone. The ancients who developed astrology looked above to guide their world and their earthly creations. In this podcast, I guide your eyes off of your chart into the heavens above and then deep into your own knowing. To explore your chart with me and to join the community, visit AccessibleAstrology.com. Let's learn astrology. Let's converse. But always, let's remember to breathe. Hello, welcome back to Accessible Astrology. I'm your host, Eugenia Crock. Today is Tuesday, April 9th, 2019. This is episode three of Accessible Astrology. I'm excited to share with you in this episode a conversation with myself and my partner in crime, my love, Tarek Gonem, who will be talking about kind of just what's going on. We just talk about astrology, about what has been happening, what is happening. We get into relationship astrology a little bit, seeing that we are two astrologers in a relationship and how that works out. And yeah, it's just a good chit chat. And if you're anything like me, it's just nice to listen to Tark talk because he's got a very melodic presentation and voice. And uh, I wanted to bring him on the podcast this week in particular because he is coming to Denver, Colorado to give a talk on Saturday, April 13th, 2019 at the Astrology Meetup Group hosted by Chris Brennan and Lisa Scheim. And it is a, a really great place where we can all get together and hang out there's nothing quite like hanging out with a bunch of astrologers in one setting, in one room where everybody knows exactly what everybody is talking about. And uh, it's a great place to get to know one another, to connect with one another, to come meet me, Chris, and of course, Tarek. And he will be talking about uh, Saturn and Jupiter and their dance together and the conjunction that started in 2000 something 2000. I don't follow this one as as much as he does, Uh, but he talks about it in today's episode as well, but that'll be a great conversation. The title of it is 15 Minutes of Fame, which is beautiful. I was watching a documentary this winter about Andy Warhol, and he described how everybody would have their 15 minutes of fame at some point. And indeed, that is exactly what has happened. It seems just about everybody has a podcast at this point or has a really cool following on social media. And everybody now has a chance to have a voice in this world. And there's something really incredible about it. And I'm particularly grateful to those of you who are listening to my voice, who have 
uh, let my words come into your consciousness and receive them. And I just want to say thank you. And I have followers now on Instagram. I, uh, I haven't gotten into Facebook quite yet. I'm just dipping my toes into the world of Instagram and I'm finding it to be absolutely wonderful <laughs> and starting to understand why people do it. So if you aren't following me there, please be sure to look up Accessible Astrology on Instagram and Facebook where I am giving information and thoughts to the world and had some um, kind of controversial topics this week. So be sure to go there, follow that and to listen to my opinions on astrology, which I'm happy to say are controversial. That's my goal here is to get people to start thinking about astrology a little differently, uh, to put some some accountability and some some boundaries around this work that we're doing as astrologers. Also, I just wanted to mention, I am going to be doing an episode next week uh, all about Uranus opposition, specifically for those of you who have Uranus and Scorpio. This is most of you born in the 70s, so 72 um, to 81-ish. You got to really check your chart and double check when you were born to make sure that uh, it was there because he did some retrogrades and things of this nature. But definitely if you were born in the 70s, you certainly were affected by Uranus and Scorpio, even if you don't quite have that signature. Um, and so the episode I'll be doing next week is really talking about your Uranus opposition. So if you are in your late 30s and 40s right now, that episode is specifically about you. And I've been doing a lot of research on your Uranus opposition. You all have Uranus and Scorpio, and it's always perplexed me. <laughs> I've never, ever understood it. I really, really understood Uranus and Libra, that generation. I totally nailed what those uh, Uranus oppositions would look like, the midlife crisis for those individuals. I really have a fairly good understanding of my own generation with Uranus and Sagittarius. Uh, and I have a good idea of what our opposition will probably look like as well. But that Uranus Scorpio generation has always uh, perplexed me, has always left me a little bit confused. And I've experienced it in such a variety of of energy from friends and clients. And, and my partner Tark, of course, has Uranus and Scorpio. And so it's been a very interesting dive into your consciousness and unconsciousness. And so next week, I will be doing an episode about you all specifically. I will also be offering the bonus episode for the month about that, where I'm going to go a lot deeper into charts of what was going on at the time of Uranus and Scorpio and people who really influenced your consciousness. Um, so I'm going to go a lot deeper into the mind of a serial killer, a cult leader, and a money launderer. Um, so stay tuned for that for next week. And how you can get the bonus episode is through Patreon. So it's patreon.com slash accessible astrology. Everything has shifted quite a bit with the, the community. And because I am in this big, big transition and uh, this is, you can go check out what is offered now as a patron of the podcast and um, much more to come. So for now, it's a bonus episode a month in addition to some other cool stuff like a monthly horoscope or outlook as the way I like to call it. And subsequently, because I am so interested in this whole topic, I'm offering a special reading opportunity to really dive into the Uranus energy in your chart. This is specifically for individuals with Uranus and Scorpio, uh, but this is for anybody with Uranus. And the reason for this kind of special opportunity, it's just I want to look at Uranus in your chart specifically. When we go to get a chart reading, it can be very general. It can be uh, covering a lot of different things, but the more we get into our astrology, the more nuanced and interesting it can get. So if you are interested in understanding your Uranus placement, specifically if it is in Scorpio and what the Uranus opposition is asking to work with and how to work with it, that opportunity is going to be a limited opportunity for a reading at the website accessibleastrology.com. You can go to the book now and you'll go under special readings and see the Uranus reading special. So if you are interested in knowing more about Uranus in your chart, this is a great way for you and I to explore that.
Oh yes, and I also want to remind everybody that the Saturn Return Workshop is still open for registration. It closes here very, very soon. So in order to get your spot there, if you are in Saturn Return or having any big Saturn transit that you need a little support with, be sure to find that link through. The easiest way to do that is through the Instagram page, actually, uh, at the link in bio, but also it's all over the Facebook page as well. So be sure to register for that before that closes as well, I like to call it. So I think that is it for announcements on my end. Uh, the other thing I might just suggest or ask is for some stars and reviews. There are literally thousands upon thousands of you who listen to this podcast, which is fucking awesome and incredible and mind-blowing. And the numbers keep going up, which blows my mind and gives me such joy and such motivation. And yet I don't have many reviews and I don't have many stars. And I hope that some of you who are listening like what I'm doing. It's super easy to do it on iTunes. You can just do, 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 click the stars, subscribe, leave a little review. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it all over the place. Any kind of testimonial is amazing. Uh, I'm just really trying to put myself back into the world. And I talk a little bit about that in this episode when I went into hibernation this winter. But, you know, it's, it's okay to ask for some, for love, <laughs> because I get so much from you all. And it seems I give you a lot. So I'm just putting that out into the, into your ear holes as well. <laughs> so sit back, enjoy this one, a conversation with myself and my partner, Tarek. And please be sure to come out to the Denver Astrology Meetup Group this Saturday, April 13th, 3 p.m. Mercury Cafe to hear my friend give a talk about fame <laughs> and the big changes that have happened in the last 20 years. So enjoy this one. Let's get going to the show today. This is a very, very special guest. It is a guest I've had on the show a few times. It is a guest who has my heart in his hands. It is my love, my partner, Tarek. Welcome back to the podcast. Hey, baby. How's it going? I'm good, baby. How are you? Not bad. I'm exhausted, um, but I feel grateful. So that's... Um, good combination especially if you have security around and we are moving in the direction of our self-worth and understanding can't ask for much more than that however even better still i'm coming to see you baby you are you are going to be flying here to denver colorado in the next 24 hours would you believe it back to the states how cool i know we just fly back and forth back and forth I counted that you and I, well, just myself alone, I've flown 200 hours on a plane to be in this relationship, just me alone. Um, so us in combination, we've probably been on a plane for, to be together for probably over 300 hours in the last few years. No half measures, sweetheart, eh? Yeah. <laughs> You've got to be in it to win it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've miles. Yes, I know. And it's, it's great. I mean, we've had a really great relationship where we've had the amazing opportunity to travel quite a lot and see a lot and learn a lot and grow a lot. And yeah, we've definitely been serving on that regard, haven't we, sweetheart? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we have a relationship that's not typical. You know, I think we've got a lot of things between us that are um, conflicting, even if we don't intend for them to be, we come from very, very different backgrounds and very different um, places. And it's been such a remarkable relationship because it's really I think, opened each of our eyes to very different realities. In different ways. Yeah. It's like the heart knows, you know, that's the yeah. beauty of the heart. And, you know, when we have these kind of other aspects, the mind, yeah. and obviously, the thrill and the desire 
you know, if we can balance all of these things, then it's like everlasting, isn't it? Yeah. Certainly it's not easy, you know, having a relationship that's transatlantic. And even though we have, even though we have the same chart, because you were saying that we're quite different. You know, you were saying we're quite different. Well, in fact, we've got pretty much the same chart, haven't we? Right. So it just goes to show, you know, like even if you've got a similar chart, the geographical aspects can make such a difference. And not just that, the parental upbringing. There's so many nuances to um, gaining clarity about someone's chart. That's why obviously asking questions and getting to know somebody is a, is a deeper aspect than just looking at the sort of two dimensional aspect of somebody, you know? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's true with, you know, I have a lot of, one of the questions I get the most as an astrologer that like drives me the craziest is, are we compatible? So I'm a Scorpio and he's a Libra. Are we compatible? And I'm always like, that's not something that doesn't, that's not even a logical question in the field of astrology. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. All astrology gives you is it shows you how a person will influence you and vice versa and how you trigger each other and how you, um, you know, you know, great aspects and challenging aspects. And you and I have essentially the same chart. Um, for those of you newer to this, we have our rising sign is almost at the exact same degrees. So yours is at 29, mine's at 28, 59 minutes. So we're just a few minutes different. So meaning the constellation that was rising in the East when I was born and when my partner Tarek was born was the exact same place in the sky. And so we have the exact same house system. And so we really have <laughs> almost identical experiences every day where they, you know, it shifts because we have different rulers of different houses, et cetera but we really struggle with the similar things and we really have strengths with similar things, which is a blessing and a curse because we are so similar. Um, and we are it's also the, different. Sorry. It certainly creates the opportunity for transparency, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't hide. And, uh, and because it's such a like, again, you know, we, we, we're astrologers. So, you know, when you're talking about sun sign astrology in terms of compatibility, then, you know, we would obviously find it laughable that you know but that's how a lot of people start isn't it yeah sure you know sure. and um but obviously but that's how skewed the, it is yeah sorry well as you go down the rabbit hole as well you know um you realize the depth of this even then still there's always an element of unknown mm -hmm. um but yet it gives us quite an opportunity to ask questions and get to know somebody doesn't it yeah. Yeah. I think knowing your, you knowing your chart is empowering as is. Sorry for that noise in the background. Um, I, where I live now, there's a lot of noise outside. It's a little different than the cabin um, in Colorado where I once, once started the podcast, but regardless, um, once you know your own astrology chart, the whole idea of really starting to understand your own chart is to be able to be very empowered with yourselves, with yourself, right? So I recognize that I have certain strengths and certain weaknesses. I recognize I come from a certain set of beliefs because of my chart. Um, now, once I know my partner's chart, it's not to, I don't look at your chart in it, like consistently at all. I don't look at my chart consistently either, but I don't look at yours. I don't like, I'm not living in fear of what's going to happen to you or not happen to you. And I'm, if anything, I'm looking at ways that you trigger me in really great ways and really challenging ways, you know, cause that's the whole idea of partnership is our partners tend to mirror these things to us all the time. that We, we, we wouldn't see if we were alone and it's, it's difficult sometimes to see those things in the way with but when we know one another's chart, especially you and I, we know each other's chart, it is very, we can step back from situations like the eclipse, the eclipses in January, for example, really, really, really tested you and I and our relationship. And, um, I mean, it and, wasn't just us, you know, I heard a lot oh, of God, people no. talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. God, no, it was, yeah, it's eclipses, right? Um, it tested us in the, it, the way it tested us. Cause we both had the eclipses in our second and eighth house, right? We both have Saturn in our eighth house now from a whole sign perspective. And so, but we knew even during those challenging moments that this is eclipse season, 
we know why this is happening and we know that it is up. Right. And, and so I think as when you know this with your partner, it's a really nice thing because you can kind of objectively say, this is what's happening. And let's just step back from that experience. And it's like, it. it's a good thing if you use it positively and you yeah. learn from it right? and you help each other find core issues because really it wouldn't be so complicated if there wasn't these traumas or core issues, you know, creating either the dependency or the, um, you know, the, whatever's complicating it, the fakeness or whatever. But by using that and then also loving each other, which is the most important thing, because clutch, because those things are just kind of tools to help you know, astrology, all these various things. But the loving thing, the actual that depth, which is kind of unknown and so you could say mystical, but yet the practical aspect is how you keep a relationship going. Yeah. And it's helped in that regard because for us as astrologers, you know, even though I'm not saying that's probably the best best fit, it might be, it might not, but, you know, astrologers together, you can also kind of um, not deal with things because you can use the astrology as a way of, you know, making whatever out of it. But with us, sure. I think what we've done is that we've kind of really helped each other find out issues within ourselves that we're bringing to the party so mm -hmm. we can can them and, yeah. and when we've done that become more fond of each other haven't we yeah like it, it's true i just love you more and more all the time and i can't wait to see you sweetie I know. <laughs> yeah. let's not let's not make everybody sick though eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's true there's a lot of love and i'm really really grateful because i most of my life did not believe in this type of love and and i i've done a few posts about it actually on instagram and facebook just talking about how i've had astrologers say i was never gonna find love and like all these crazy things and so i started to believe it and then when i kind of dropped all that and just got good with me you know this is when we met and um yeah and it's real love it's solid and it's real and it's you know we've been through a lot but it's made us very very strong as a unit um which is friends and as, as communication is the key with all of this because mm -hmm. there's much more to um you know um astrology gives us a lot but it's actually applying it isn't it and actually living yeah. it and then living together and you know making it work because obviously there are these restrictions with Saturn around at the moment which we've talked about before right and how do we deal with that and how do we find this authenticity you know of not just you know love and desire but also friendship compatibility but also getting on with it you know getting on with the kind of the practicalities of life and Saturn certainly making that really real for people right now absolutely I've even noticed like just in the field of astrology that when the nodes were in Leo and Aquarius is when astrology kind of blew up and everybody started to pay more attention to it. And then that's also when Jupiter was in Scorpio. And then as soon as Jupiter moved into Sag, and, and actually Saturn was in Sag at one point, but then Saturn goes into Capricorn. The nodes are in Cancer and Capricorn right now. I've met a lot of people who are still enthusiastic about astrology, but recognizing that using it all the time, all day, every day is actual insanity. And astrology is, it can drive you as crazy as you let it. And I just made a whole post about this too. If, if you're listening to this and astrology is currently driving you crazy and spinning you out, it's time to bring in help. Um, this is literally why mental health therapists exist. This is literally why lots of different um, therapies exist is to help us. In addition to astrology, astrology, I don't believe is the end all and be all. I think there's a lot of different aspects of life and living um, and people out there who can help us through all kinds of things. And if we are letting astrology send us into a spiral, there's something else happening for us that we need to address with other therapies and modalities. Um, but that's all on the Instagram and Facebook and follow that to, to get yeah. into the conversation with me, if you want, about that, actually. Did you want to say something about that? It's true, yeah. I mean, it can make you retarded. <laughs> yeah. And, and I get it. When you first start, you know, you do need to so much to learn that's why it takes time to become a good right. astrologer 
and also you have to experience these things. Totally. I think that is absolutely it. I mean, that is, you know, one of the things that I'm, you know, everyone will see as things start to roll out with what I'm working on is that is like, how do we then embody this information? And that kind of gets us into kind of what's happening right now and how can we be embodied with what's happening right now. Um, and the, the two points of me bringing you onto the podcast today is the first one is to uh, talk about that. And the second is to talk a little bit about the, the conversation you're going to be having at the Denver Astrology Meetup Group this Saturday, April 13th at 3 p.m. at the Mercury Cafe. Um, Tark will be giving a lecture there for a couple of hours. And if you're in the Colorado or Denver area, please come and meet us. And Chris Brennan puts this on and he's um, the host of the Astrology Podcast. And he's awesome and his partner Lisa is there and other astrologers will be there and come meet us, come say hi to us and, um, and come hear Tarek talk. And he's going to talk just briefly about that conversation because it's a really interesting topic. Um, but before we get into that, what would you say about what's happening right now? I mean, we have you know, we've got a lot of kind of um, cool things in the sky right now. We've got Saturn, South Node, Pluto conjunct, really, um, from my perspective, in Capricorn. We have Uranus now officially in Taurus. We have Jupiter in Sag. We have uh, Neptune, Mercury, Venus conjunct in Pisces. So how do we embody this energy? What's, what is the energy right now and how can we be working with it consciously? Yeah, I think... As all astrology is evolution, it's progression, it's gradual stuff. And, um, you know, just I'm going to have to relate this a little bit to the talk, actually. Um, yeah, go ahead. Interweave it, sure. Because the talk that I'm doing is very much about the Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Taurus. And, um, you know, the title is actually about, it's called 15 Minutes of Fame, you know, and it's kind of. It's, it's relevant to what you're saying about the now in terms of what has happened since 2000 and now moving to 2020 when the next conjunction Saturn-Jupiter in Aquarius happens at the end of 2020. So putting that into context of 20 years, we're right at the end of that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction. Now, I don't want to say too much about the talk, um, but obviously there's so many things that have happened within that time span quite considerable things really especially the pluto uranus square which also i think is very relevant to what we're talking about the here and now ultimately for me the most important thing that's happening at the moment is saturn in capricorn and i can't ignore it because i keep getting the licks and, and the, the heavyweight punches from it and all that's really doing if you're in a battle or if you're in a fight or if you're trying to get to the top of the mountain it's just getting you more and more prepared to succeed. So what's happening at the moment is that these trials and tribulations that people might be going through, this back and forth kind of like inquisition, and it's all related to integrity, you know, and patience being the virtue to get to the top of the mountain. It just, there's these tests, like for example, if the foundations within something is not secure, you get a real signpost that needs fixing. And bringing this to what you're saying, what's happening now, if you don't fix that stuff and make sure that it's sorted, I warn people as Saturn continues through Capricorn before it reaches conjunction with Jupiter in 20, at the end of 2020, you know, how much more heavier it's going to be. Because I, I spoke to a lot of people at the start of the year, obviously with the eclipses that happened in Capricorn, and cancer and people were really feeling the weight weight of it you know people were feeling it's more stern or more kind of heavy oppressive energy and obviously as you mentioned the south node um pluto saturn all of this reflection right now the people that you're with let's remember that the the full moons in libra there's two two um uh, full moons in libra right well, there was one in Virgo, Libra kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Right in the edge. But what, 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 I'm, what I'm really getting at here is that this, just to bring Neptune into this as well and Jupiter, there's still the opportunity to dream, to imagine, and to kind of 
help the process of moving forward because if you believe in the idea of god or divinity which is a very neptunian aspect the square with jupiter as well neptune and all that kind of thing that's been going on there is salvation in the unknown to bring in but it's very much a personal thing and it's always going to be checked by saturn mm -hmm. so there is always hope available and this weird retrograde that we've been going through with Mercury, which has been so dreamy and difficult to do any kind of plans with, which will be ending in the next couple of weeks, really. What's it all about? Well, it's, it's like, a, if you think about, if you're climbing on, on top of a mountain, you're getting to a stage of, right, you've reached a certain point. Are you going to get to the top of the mountain? Is this what you want? And these retrogrades are about to come in this month. It's really giving everyone the chance to you know, get the oxygen tank if they didn't bring it or to get the or to let go of some of the stuff which might be too heavy for the journey. And then it's creating this idea of desire and why why are you doing this, you know? Mm -hmm. Does that yeah. does that help? I'm giving it a bit of a woolly kind of perspective there, but I get it. I mean for those of you who aren't really familiar with the particular transits that Tarek is talking about. Um, let me just try to refine them for just a moment. In fact, the last episode was all about Saturn. Um, you can look at it as Saturn and Capricorn, which is great. Um, uh, but we talked about Saturn return. In fact, those of you who are going through any big Saturn transit, that workshop is still available to, to sign up for. Um, so be sure to go um, to my social media to sign up for that course as well, if you are still interested in the Saturn course. But Saturn is all about where we need to become responsible. And the fact that he has been in the sign of Capricorn since last fall, there has been a distinctive shift where I think there was a lot of chaos in 2016-7. Well, 2016 was a fucking shit show. 2017 was very like, boom, 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 boom. Um, 2018 felt that way as well. But everything really shifted into this place of Capricorn because of exactly what you're saying. It is this structural situation is the structure built you know is the foundation laid before you start to like put all the really fun things in the house do you have a, a solid foundation do you have a solid structure or a good blueprint for what it is that you're building and that is very capricornian capricorn is all about well he rules saturn saturn rules him and he's all about the building itself the, the integrity of the building uh, I know a lot of, I've done a lot of work in the field of um, carpentry and I've worked with carpenters who are slop and drop and flip that house. And I've met astrologers or um, carpenters who really take their time and actually really, you know, measure everything to a pr pr precision and things of that nature. And that house always feels more integral. It always feels more sound. You know, when you've gone into a house that was built to just make some money um, as opposed to a house that was built with love and integrity and meaning and purpose and it's the exact same idea metaphorically of what's happening right now and like you said with Neptune in Pisces Mercury retrograde in Pisces now Venus in Pisces this winter so we've had that from February March till you know the end of April really it is like get really dreamy in that blueprint, you know, get really build that dream, you know, well, just before I really fill out this house, do I want a sunroom or do I want a skylight or do I want a meditation room or whatever it is? Because that energy is going to go forward, uh, of course. And once everything kind of leaves Neptune, that'll be lovely <laughs> or leave um, Pisces. See, I can't even say any words right because of it it's been crackers you know is the right word you know absolute mm -hmm. crackers you know and anyone who's been trying to trying to ball you know in a way um you know i think you you you're kind of a bit insane really because <laughs> sort of relax and kind of like just sort of meditate on the plan and right now yeah you know rather than execute as it were you know on the strategy too much because yeah. you're trying to execute right now with everything all dreamy and misty yeah and, might have, a, might have a collision and yeah. I, I think we're going to bring in mars and gemini you know i think this experience with mars and gemini has been quite testing as well and you know saturn's also about discernment mm -hmm. 
So discerning and, and recognizing yeah. where your energy leaks are with the people that you're with. Yeah. Honoring your relationships, but also discerning, you know, mm -hmm. I think it's such an important thing because, you know, just imagine, let's say at the end of the year or next year, when it's even more heavy in Capricorn. Okay. And then it's a case of, right. Are you with the right foundations? Are you with the right people? You know, are you communicating accordingly? Is this in line with your vision and dream? And if, if there's cracks or if there's hostility, you know, within that, env that environment, you know, do you really want to be there? You know, and I think sure. as Aquarius becomes more relevant in the next couple of years, and I'm shooting a bit far ahead here, you know, everything could go even more crackers, if you see what I mean. Yeah. And that's, not, that's not to scare anyone. It's nothing to do with that. It's people who are, who are, who are happy and content within their place you know, can always live a, a normal life. It's just the opportunity to think bigger. It's the opportunity to dream and be of service, Aquarius, you know. It's available, wow. to, people. It's available to people. And people who are conscious right now, who maybe are getting heavy lessons in, you know, are you being authentic? You know, obviously I did a talk, didn't I, on that, you know, Uranus and Taurus, the need for authenticity and this need to be, your, be who you are. Let's bring it back to us for a second. We've been doing a lot of toing and throwing and traveling, and literally, we can go anywhere just with a bag now, can't we? Yeah, we can. <laughs> Not saying we want to do that. It's right. nice to have a home. You know, you, right. you have to be very uh, compassionate or empathetic to uh, refugees and people like that who, who had to leave their homes. Yeah. You know, I think. I think if we're being caring, because I think we have to be caring if we're going to be way showers in this world. We have to at least have a certain degree of empathy for that because mm -hmm. people who've had to leave their homes, not, not out of their own will because we've forced to do it. If you don't have to do that, then you are incredibly lucky. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the fact that you and I have been essentially homeless for a year uh, living, we've managed to just you and I live out of a carry-on suitcase together, <laughs> like our whole life out of a carry-on yeah, suitcase crazy, yeah. it was crazy it's been crazy but it's really been incredibly liberating at the same time yeah. and we i think we've had uranus move towards it's been sextiling our um ascendant uh for the last few years and so we've had this uh, well, we've had a lot of other things. You've had your Uranus opposition that you're in. I've had Uranus on my moon, blah, 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 blah. But we have been really living, I think, Uranian, a Uranian experience where we don't really know what's happening next. We don't really know where we're going next kind of a thing. It feels like things have shifted, which is great. But I think the whole way of working with uncertainty, which is Aquarius, which is Uranus, is just pure presence and non-attachment. And like you were just saying, we're moving into the age of Aquarius in a very, very obvious, big, loud way, which is it's necessary to not be attached and it's necessary uh, to be present. And it's necessary, I would also say, to accept that shit is going to look really, really different. I think that you know, I was just listening to some information about aging and technologies with that. And then of course there's, there's virtual reality, et cetera, et cetera. But the world we have known is rapidly ever presently changing and shifting. And we have to be very, very present to what the new technologies want to bring us and hope for humanity that, you know, that we are going to develop things that are going to sustain us through these next phases and evolution as, as humans, I think will continue to be on this earth for a while. I could be wrong, but just from the, the scientific Aquarian perspective, I think we're here for a while. Um, so just adapting and recognizing those big changes and, and being not attached to what we thought the world should look like, taste like, feel like etc. Um, so I think everything you're saying makes a lot of sense, um, you know, with, you know, right now is just allowing that integration because that big shift is coming and all of this Capricorn energy, it's like, um, Ash, my good friend and colleague, 
also an astrologer, Ash Conkey, or Ash White, I should say. Um, she is, um, she said something interesting and I always like it. We're building the ship right now while we're like speeding through space. And I think that's a really good analogy. Like right now it's just about building the ship to take us into the future. And, um, and, and I just want to tie this into the talk that you are giving because it, it has a lot to do with that, right? On Saturday, the talk that you're going to be presenting on, like, how does, like, how would you tie in your conversation of building the ship <laughs> into the future with the talk that you're giving on Saturday? Well, you know, the idea of, you know, like opportunity, the idea of why, why we're doing these things. So if we look at work, Saturn, you know, you know, third dimensional in this reality kind of thing. And then you look at, you know, imagination, dreams, you know, optimism. That was in Taurus, wasn't it? You know, tw you know, you know, what, 18, uh, 19 years ever ago now, 2000. And a lot of the themes of that, you know, like self-worth and, you know, um, you know, money. And, and then obviously if we look at history, with technology and the industrial revolution, the agricultural revolution, as things have proliferated, we're moving into a more unusual age, aren't we? Because technology, the frequency of that and the speed of that, combining that with humanity, there's this incredible um, increase of creativity mixed with technology or, or um, development. And all that is kind of, quite scary to some people but yeah it's quite illuminating so if you look at it from a practical point of view we should talk stuff about 15 minutes of fame social media um Hard. what ship are we building you know that's that, that this is mm. in sagittarius right now it's all well and good saying we're building a ship which makes sense because it's about grounding the saturn capricorn all that right now but as we move into this aquarius age what is this ship you know is a ship in the imagination is this ship in the technological world, you know, is, is the ship going to space, you know, and then obviously Neptune, the delusion and stuff, you know, how we're going to kind of turn this into a more divine creation, i.e. an evolutionary kind of experience for the benefit of humanity. We've talked about this before where, you know, I've said, you know, back in the days of the Industrial Revolution, people thought it was the end of the world. The bubonic plague came along, the great fires and things like that. And nobody thought population could grow. And obviously there was people at the time, Malthus, various others, people thought there's no way, you know, we're going to be able to feed a population. Population is still a big theme of conversation at the moment. So what, what's happening, you know, what, what's, what's going to happen, you know, with the technology at the moment? Is the technology going to be beneficial in the sense ethical or integrated with organic you know earth mother creation or is it going to become more artificial you know more metal you know rather than combining the two so what i'm trying to say is is that the ground with the technology can take you to space mm -hmm. what are you doing it for this is where the jupiter and sagittarius mm -hmm. Mm. why are you doing it you know yeah what's it for mm. everyone could be thinking well i'm gonna bust ball get on with things because i can and a lot of the millennials fair play why wouldn't you you know mm. why wouldn't you be making money right now when you when it's never been better you know to market yourself yeah however uranus and taurus how is that going to be completely changed, you know, over the next seven years? Mm. You know, mm -hmm. is this bubble about to burst royally, you know, and what are people going to do then? So there's all sorts of unknowns at the moment. And I think just to answer your question in relation to building the ship, the real secret to all of this is why are you doing it? That's a great point. It's a great point. Yeah, I think I forget that a lot actually. I um I think it's important to to have a vision, but there is a why of it. I think that's a great 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 point because I think we can get very 
consumed by the money or the the fame, the 15 minutes of fame. Ever since I've started actually using social media in the last like two or three weeks, <laughs> I am getting my mind blown by how you could connect with anybody. And it's a really, really phenomenal thing. It blows my mind, actually, the power of social media. But I do think that there has to be an intention behind using the social media if it's going to be beneficial for oneself and for humanity. Um, and I think that, you know, is it about getting followers or is it about sincerely shift, like affecting a life? Right. So that's a good thing to think about, Tarek. It's true. It's all subjective, isn't it? And it's all relative as well. Yeah. Also, you know, Saturn's in the sky at the moment and this integrity again, you know, of why you're doing it is going to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes if something exists and you, there's advantages for one, why wouldn't you? And that's another question to ask, you know, why wouldn't you? You know, just simply mm -hmm. by applying and it creating such a great opportunity financially, let's say. However, if that bubble bursts, or if it wasn't there, would you still do it? And I think that's a really, really important question to ask oneself. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And that is starting from the original transit you're going to go into of Saturn and Taurus conjunct. What is it? Jupiter? No, it's Aquarius, sweetheart. Yeah, in the end of 2020. Yeah, sorry. I don't know what you're... Um, sorry. G g give us the actual transit you're talking about. Oh, sorry, sweetheart. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Saturn, Jupiter, uh, Taurus conjunction in 2000. So Saturn and Jupiter were conjunct in Taurus in 2000. Yeah. And now they're coming to complete that cycle. Yeah. And when will that cycle be completed? I think it's something like the end of December 2020. So it's like the 22nd, 3rd, 23rd, something like that. Okay. It's right at the end, you know, of, uh, of right. next year. It's pretty, it should surely prove to be quite a remarkable year. There's one thing oh, that I found yeah. fascinating. And again, this is when, you know, having experiencing, watching and learning astrology over time helps. I just want to say one thing, you know, people who, who are really passionate about astrology, who are new to astrology, that's brilliant. It's fantastic. You know, there's many people, young people out there who's got a natural affinity for it. And I applaud and encourage it. It's just like, for example, good songwriters, you know, they might start well, but they, they age with time. You know, yeah. It's just the way it is, you know, you, you have more to talk about, you know, because you have more experiences to embody. Yeah. So, you know, having been a witness and having looked back at the timelines, and I'm very grateful to many fantastic astrologers out there who have helped me. And, you know, I look forward to speaking and meeting with them um, because I wouldn't be where I was if I wasn't for them. Mm -hmm. And and basically, you know, got to a situation now where, you know, it, it's, you know, my last talk was now or never, isn't it? Due to Sagittarius, it's now or never. If you don't come out, do what you need to do and be of service, then, um, you know, you're just like the shrinking violet, aren't you? Sometimes you have to be out there. Mm -hmm. but the point I'm making with this cycle, sweetie, yeah, is that, Think about what's happened over those last 20, you know, 18, what will be 20 years. I mean, there's so much development and change that's happened, hasn't it? It's yeah. Staggering. Yeah, absolutely. Staggering. Yeah. No, it's, it's, <laughs> it's remarkable, actually. Yeah. No, I think you're, I love that point that you brought up because, you know, I, I think it's neat if you're going to counsel, I mean, I counsel people going through your honest oppositions and I've never had one. I counsel people going through Chiron returns and I've never had one, but at the end of the day, I, by the time I'm 80, I will have also been through them. And I think my ability to counsel will be that much greater because exactly as you said, we metabolize this stuff after time. Like you can know about your Saturn return at 26 and be ready for it in a way, but you can't, you can't really know what Saturn return is going to feel like you go through Saturn return. And so I think that there is a maturity and I think that it's really important for anyone studying astrology, absolutely to just slow the fuck down and just live in the present moment and embody what is happening now at this, at this very juncture. And once, once you start to do that, right, once you've lived through consciously lived through so many eclipses, for example, 
right? I've been consciously aware of eclipses for 10 years now and it is so palpable. It's so, it's, you know, I can never actually prepare for what it's going to actually feel like, but I'm very aware of the energy that will present itself during the eclipse, right? I'm aware of the energy that will present itself in the season of Aries and the season of Taurus and so on. I'm a full moon versus a new moon. And you start to really embody all of that and you become in flow with nature. Absolutely. That's just really, it's not about being afraid of any particular eclipse coming or being afraid of any particular transit coming. It really is just about embodying what is happening today in this very moment and living in and with nature. You know, the trees are, for example, I just think trees are so neat. You know, they just keep natural law, you know, right. I mean, how do trees just do that? They just keep sucking up energy which, you know, we've been told in our culture is a bad thing for humans to use resources. Um, and there is a, you know, I'm not going to get into the environmental debate. I'm talking about money right now. You know, it's bad to have money, but it's like trees just keep sucking up resources and just keep growing new leaves and dying and sucking up more resources. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's in, it's in sync with nature. They're adding, aren't they? They're adding, they're bringing beauty with the resources that they're sucking up. They're bringing air. And air, of course. Well, yeah, of course. You know what I mean? So, so they, they are completely symbiotic, you know, with the nature. With nature, right. And, and we can be as symbiotic with it. You know, when, when it's winter and you feel like staying indoors, cool. That makes a lot of fucking sense <laughs> versus, you know, you know, trying to really get a lot accomplished when everything around you is in hibernation mode and vice versa. So it is about really aligning to... I think the problem with a lot of young people and this pressure that's been, you know, uh, afflicted on everyone because of the uh, Western kind of like education system, mm -hmm. not just Western, it's, it's proliferated everywhere. It's to do with corporate control. Don't need, need to go down that rabbit hole right now. But what it's created is it created a lot of feeling of entitlement, anxiety, and a need to keep up with the Joneses or to be at a certain place, you know, at a certain time. And if you haven't done that, then you're not good enough. This yeah. is like the self-worth thing, isn't it? Which again mm. is related to talk, self-worth and money. Yeah. And this need to be in, like when I was 25 years old and I thought, that's it now, you know, my music career is over, you know, I really believed it. I thought, I'm too old now. And then it's laughable as you get older because you realize it's a lifetime's work. You know, somebody who writes a song at 50 doesn't mean that you have to sing it. You know, somebody else can do it. But the point I'm making is that people give up or they think they should be in a certain place at a certain time. The tree isn't thinking like that. No, the tree is not. The tree is not thinking like that. No, you're right. You're totally right. Yeah, I think it's it's funny. I think it, I'd say the same is true of my generation, but I think definitely with the millennials, what I've noticed is there's this belief they all have that they should be way, way, way beyond where they can physiologically, mentally, emotionally actually be. And I think because of smartphones and things of that nature, but I have to remind people in their twenties and now they're in their early thirties all the time, like slow down. It's essential now. Yeah. Like just be now, be now. It's fine. If, if you're feeling a lot of love and gratitude, you, you did it. You succeeded. <laughs> like that's the goal. Every day there is something to be grateful for in such a Every moment. Every moment. Yeah. And at the same time, it's great to believe, to dream, to, to produce, to acquire. I mean, it's all, we're very lucky to live in the West. I mean, you know, we have those opportunities, you know, we're not, we're not necessarily looking for water or fighting with guns and, it was so lucky, you know, and, and to aspire is a beautiful thing. And, you know, thank God that we've been in a situation where we can have things. So yeah, we should, you know, or we can, you know, it's, it's a choice at the end of the day. Yeah. But this, this impatience, and again, Saturn comes back into the mix again. This patience, this idea of longevity, you know, getting to the end of the, of the race. Yeah. Um, and that requires care, self-care. And that's when we go mm. to the node, the North Node in Cancer, you know, mm. this idea nurturing the, the inner child or recognizing what family is and what family has done for one mm. and, and again appreciating these aspects for good and bad because no yeah. one's perfect 
So all of this kind of experience, I, I hope, due to Sagittarius, humility also has to have a certain degree of humility. Mm. And now with Uranus in Taurus, expect the unexpected. Mm -hmm. If you can be grateful in the moment, do as best you can and sleep at night, because also that's a heavenly thing to be able to do. <laughs> if you do all of those things, then you're living in a very, a very abundant life. And if you choose, God willing, you'll have whatever you want. I mean, mm. how good is that? I mean, it's, it doesn't get much better than that, really, does it? <laughs> no. Yeah, and if there's one thing, well, there's a lot of things you've brought to my life. But the one thing Tarek has brought to my life consistently is like put your body and your health first and then and then serve humanity next. And I've been using the the saying with um a lot of my clients is you know, it's the airplane analogy. You have to put your face mask on first and then you can put on the face mask with others. And and knowing, you know, I have the South Node in Capricorn, so I'm always trying to achieve constantly and Tark has really brought in the opportunity to be still in fact I was hidden away this winter as many of you listeners know and I was hidden away in the arms of my love who was just allowing me to take care of myself and you now I got this really scary health diagnosis in November or maybe it was December and my partner Tark, this lovely man on the podcast just said, okay, well, you know, you're allowed to just take care of yourself right now. And I did, and the world didn't end. <laughs> and I'm just as fine as I was before, except now I feel much better. And so I've learned a lot from that idea as well. So thanks for sharing that with everyone because it's legit. Yeah, like, like it's, life is full of choices. Well, thanks for that, sweetheart, by the way. You're welcome. And life, life is full of choices, good and bad. We're always going to make mistakes. We've talked about this before. We make a lot of failures. But at the end of the day, there's always something to be grateful for. And mm -hmm. sleep, peace of mind, precious things, you know. Yeah. Sleep. <laughs> I just think, you know, to rest, to be able to heal. And, and then if you've got that going on, you know, not everyone's been lucky enough to have a, a great family upbringing you know and things like that mm -hmm. where you've had that wherewithal to put that first you know yeah and there's many different people who have had different experiences who offer great things in the world and and that's great and it's fortunate uh, to, to have the chance to see and, and to be part of that but most importantly you know just going back to the astrology now what is it that you want <laughs> what is it that you want and why are you doing it and if you if you do have something that you want and you do know why you're doing it, then it's not going to be just a bed of roses. You know, Saturn's in the sky. You're going to have to discern, you have to be patient, and you have to work. You know, the, and, and, and then when you get that balance with, with, with rest and longevity, you know, you really can't fail. And you've given it a good try, whatever happens. And if you're healthy, at the end of it, you've had a great life. It's so, true. My gosh. Yeah, no, it's totally true. People are always shocked by your age when they meet you because you come across as a... I won't tell your age, but because you are, you're so young. And I mean, you have, a, I would say a lot, maybe not more energy than me, but you have a lot of energy for, for your age. And I think that's been really inspiring for me because you know, I watch people who don't take care of their health and don't make that a priority and life does get difficult, you know, the, as the body starts to break down and, and we can't serve humanity when we haven't had good health. And I'm starting to really get that health as, is as important to humanity than, than actually serving it. Um, you know, if you are not in good health, then that is a bigger detriment on society than we, I think, think about. So it's, it's a, it's a humanitarian act to make, to keep your, your body healthy and to keep your mind healthy and your soul healthy. It's, it's good for humanity actually. Yeah, so yeah, it is. And I think because both of us have worked with the elderly. Yeah. I think if you've worked in care homes and things like that, which I think, you know, everybody should do, you know, and you know, if not look after your family at some point, I mean, because, because all those ways of recognizing old age, 
really helps you understand because you know i got to see so many people who either had a lot going on up there in the brain the mind but the body wasn't in alignment with that mm. it's kind of a bit torturous really yeah you know? luckily they were looked after you know that's that was the most important yeah. thing or the opposite you know you'd have people who um had absolutely nothing going on in in the mind mm-hmm. and the body was still very active so obviously it's very dangerous you know for mm-hmm. themselves and maybe for others sadly yeah. Um, people who were like old, dignified, got to the stage where you know you can pass with grace, really. Yeah. Now, again, everyone's got their own individual journeys, and there's no right or wrong. There's no. It's not like it's punishment or haven't done the right thing. Right, and there's genetics, and there's accidents, and yeah, yeah. yeah. But, we, but we have an opportunity. Now yeah. Yeah. To feel and become more sensitive to the North Node in Cancer, you know. Mm-hmm. To really feel if we're in, in, in alignment or vibrational resonance with that organic flow we were talking about, natural law. Yeah. And if you can really do the work, and it's all inner work, body work, and then ultimately it's about expression because this Aries energy is coming now, right? You know, mm. this movement forward, you know, it's been moving into more dynamic, creative, constructive, productive times. So all the people who've been doing all that inner work for so long, time now, get on with it. It's time to really, really show yourself and be, and show the world, be of value, or certainly express your art, which is what my last talk was about. And people can value that because there is worth in it. Yeah, and I think you and I have talked about, I think all the work everyone has been doing has been paying off. I, I'm surprised not more cataclysmic things have happened in the last decade. And I think part of the reason for that is because there's so many people who are putting their well-being as a priority. And anyone who's listening to this, I would imagine, has done that. Just the fact that you're listening to anything about astrology, it means that you are trying to be a conscious, healthy human on this planet. And I think everyone who's been working towards that, it is, it has been benefiting in ways that there's no way we'll be able to measure because we have changed the future because of the acts of self-care and uh fascinating isn't it yeah it's beautiful yeah yeah well i uh i think this is a really beautiful conversation because of course i do i love you and i love when you talk and you always bring such interesting thoughts to my head so thanks sag man (laughs) yes the progressed aquarius as well professions yes Yes, Tark is far more Aquarian than I, the Aquarian, for sure. <laughs> so is there anything you want to say to close this conversation up, my love? I just want to say to people who, you know, who are tired right now, it's, that is the right place, probably the right place that you're in. So don't worry about <laughs> yeah. it. Just kind of, you know, just, just again, just, we don't want to flip out. We don't want to fall at the last hurdle. So the real secret right now is just to just pat yourself on the back and be kind. The more that I've become more kind of like um, aware or aligned with, with the universal energy, like if you want to call it that, you know, the more that I've kind of recognized that gentleness, subtlety, mm. you know, are, are really sage and beautiful aspects in life. And if mm. one can live in a peaceful way, and be soft, you know, the softest is the strongest, you know, I'm learning Tai Chi and, you know, I really get it, you know, and the more that you kind of just relax and know that everything's going to happen at the right time, that is where the mastery is, you know, that really is the Jupiter and Sagittarius, if you ask me right now. So I say to people out there who are tired, who are, you know, kind of at the wit's end or just, just never give up hope. Remember, there's such brightness coming and laugh at the difficulties if that's what you're going through at the moment. Just yeah. recognize this too shall pass. That's what I want to say. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Just relax. <laughs> it's hard gets to tell me that a lot. Uh, but it's true. I've learned to, haven't I? Yeah, Not. Yeah. You've got lots of amazing qualities. Everybody loves you and you're a beautiful person. You know, that's <laughs> the way it is. 
<laughs> but you know, I would want personally someone who loves you is you to look after yourself. Yeah. Yeah. That's why this is why you are my partner because you want the best for me and you want me to be healthy and uh calm and have a nice long healthy life and that's such a cool thing for a partner to want for another and vice versa so so anyway so uh ooey gooey ushy mushy you're about to get on a plane to come see me and i just i'm just so excited i can barely i can barely stand it (laughs) crazy isn't it yeah i mean i'd love to um obviously visit and you know all around america but at this time, we're just going to have to be Colorado and, you know. Uh, and New Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to. Yeah, but no big, no big tours this trip. This is yeah. a more um, adulting trip. Yeah, if people are in the area, then obviously it'd be a pleasure and a blessing to meet you. So, yeah. Be like hopping in um, and, uh, you know, that'd be fantastic for me. Yes, yes. Come out, Colorado. Show him how cool it is here and in America because. We want Tark over here for a little bit if we can have him here. So, <laughs> so uh, anyway, so I'm really excited for your talk, sweetheart. I'm uh, really honored and blessed that you have been on the podcast and that you're in my life. And I'm a very, very, very lucky human. Very grateful. And thanks for being with us. And for all of the listeners, thanks for listening. And yeah, just relax. All in, in good time, like the trees. Eddie, Eddie. If, you know. if you're in a situation where the cracks are, you know, uh, are being revealed and, and you're not being attended to, um, and you get a bad feeling about that, or you're feeling there's something within that you need sorting out, and that's a priority, and all these mm. other anxieties, expectations, or obligations are, 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 are dogging you right now. Then I would really seriously consider taking a bit of time out to consider those realities if they get worse later on. Yeah. I genuinely yeah. would because this heaviness of Capricorn and reality karmic consequence is going to get more. And I wouldn't want you to be in the wrong place at the wrong time or have to suffer. Sure. But I'm sure you know what you're doing if you're listening to this. So trust your guts. I, I prefer to see you um, or watch your video or podcast because you've obviously got something to say and share. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So, so much love and we'll see. Huh? I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yeah, I can't wait. Yes. And we look forward to meeting some of you on Saturday, April. 13th, 2019 at 3 p.m. in the Mercury Cafe in Denver, Colorado. So much love.